This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute, Colorado Christian University. This is Jeff Hunt, chief wagon boss of this operation. Hey, happy Thanksgiving break weekend to you all. I hope you're having a great time with your family. The weather and the travel is not too crazy for you, but I got to tell you one person I'm very thankful for because he's like, he's like Gandalf at CCU. I don't, obviously he's not that old and he doesn't have the gray beard, but he's this kind of like director of the vision and the values for CCU. He keeps us centered and he's got tremendous wisdom and experience it's the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. He's got a new op-ed out on the Salem Media Network. It's all over the place. Counting our blessings cultivates a grateful heart. Counting our blessings cultivates a grateful heart. We need this, especially after all the craziness that's happened this week, to just stop and be reminded about God's blessings. So he answers this question, why do we need Thanksgiving? Who do we thank, and how do we do it? Can you answer those questions for us, Chancellor? You're on the phone and on yeah. the line with us here on the Frontier Freedom Hour. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I've been called all kinds of things. I don't think I've ever been called Gandalf before. So, uh, <laughs> now, are you Gandalf the Gray or Gandalf the White? That's a good guy, whoever he is. Well, Gray was before he died and then came back as Gandalf the White and then had all the power. Remember, they they thought uh, they thought that he was gone. The Gray. You're still you haven't you haven't crossed into glory yet, right? (laughs) No, but I look forward to that day. Hey, um, yeah, it's Thanksgiving season. And, you know, the big question is why? Now, there are lots of pragmatic reasons why you should give thanks. Uh, I was looking at the Mayo Clinic site the other day and it said, Gratitude is good for your health, and it's good for your, your, your physical health, and, your, and it's good for your mind. Right. actually helps your sleep, helps your immunity, helps your mood, help, uh, it deals with depression. On their site, they had this sentence, if a pill could do this, everyone would take it. Hmm. But that's not the main motivator for me. And I quote this incredible psalm, Psalm 103, that was not the main motivator for the psalmist, who I believe is David. And the main motivator is, because we've been blessed by God, the God of heaven, the creator, who has given us so stinking much, and we so easily forget, and we, we take credit for it ourselves. You know, the Bible says, what do you have that you have not received? So why give thanks? Because we're blessed. And the psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, and forget not all his benefits. And he goes on in another psalm to say, the Lord daily loads us with benefits. All these tiny little mercies like eyesight and hearing and, uh, um, you know, plenty and a full refrigerator and countless things that we we expect now, but they are gifts, grace gifts. But I think, you know, sometimes people think, well, we got to think of the big things. One of the the most influential books in my life was a book by Brother Andrew on the notion of kind of practicing the daily presence of God and including, including God in every part of your conversation. So, right, he was this kind of monk that he'd be washing dishes and he'd be like, oh, does that look clean enough? You know, uh, just that type of personal connection with God. And what I found is that when I practice that, 
I'm thanking God for everything, right? Like uh, I, I, I had a good hot dog for lunch. Uh, that tasted really good, and it made my tummy happy. I'm thankful to God for that. So you can go the big things, your family, your children, the sunset, a stable job, all of that. But then you can also get into the little things, a family movie night, uh, playing cards with your kids, enjoying the little things and finding and practicing that type of level of thankfulness throughout your day. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, people think, oh, if only if only I had a better life, you know, then I'd be happy. Look, you have been blessed with so much. Mm. I mean, you compare yourself to the kings of the Middle Ages and you've got so much more than they had. Uh, or or go, go back to, you know, John D. Rockefeller in 1916. Now, granted, he had servants and land. I don't have servants or land. But, you know, he, um, you have a longer life expectancy. Uh, you can travel faster. You've got air conditioning, you know, in your, in your house. Uh, you, you have uh, instant communications. You've got uh, portals to information that they couldn't even dream of. You can go out and have... 15 different international experiences by restaurants around you. Your dental care. Oh, my goodness. Right. You know, they, they would die for dental care like we have today. Medical care. And on and on it goes. So sometimes, Jeff, I think, you know, we say, if only I would win the lottery, then I'd be really blessed and happy. Look, you've won the lottery already. The fact that you're alive, the fact that you're healthy, the fact that you live in the United States of America, uh, you've been blessed in countless ways. Forget not all his benefits. You mentioned in your article the the story of the ten lepers that Jesus healed. Tell us about that. Well, you know there there are two stories that come to mind. Uh, there's an Old Testament story and a New Testament story. The Old Testament story is Israel, Deuteronomy eight, where they enter the land, and the Lord says to them, "Look, after you've eaten and you're satisfied in this good land, be careful that you do not forget. You know the houses, the herds, the gold that you have." Really, it came from me, and I gave you the ability to do everything you've done. But then in the New Testament, Jesus has this encounter with 10 lepers. You can find it in Luke 17. And, um, and he, they cry out to him to be healed, and he heals them. And they go away. Only one comes back to thank him. And, you know, he says, well, where are the other nine? <laughs> and the point is, we're very much like the other nine. We, we, we get blessed, and then we go off, and we either say, I'm entitled to it, or you know, I deserve it, or we just totally forget, and we're on our merry way. And, of course, Jesus praises the one who came back and said, thank you. And doesn't this ring true in our own lives when somebody that we've invested in, a former student or something, a, a business colleague comes back and they say, thank you for investing in me, or one of our kids comes back, you know, and they'll say, thank you for the, the way you've helped me. You know, nothing like that in the world. That's very true. Why do, why do you think it's in our human nature to kind of focus in on the problems? And, and you've been a pastor. We're talking with the chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. You've yeah. been a pastor for many years. Someone comes to you with something that's very serious, uh, heartbreaking. I've lost a child. I'm going through a divorce. I, uh, I have cancer. What is right. your encouragement to them to be thankful in the midst of such serious pain? Well, that, that's a great, important question. And I would say, first, we start with all the days that we've had that have been without those things, where we've, we've, we've been blessed with good health. 
And and then we are grateful for uh, the way I do. I approach that is, you know, I'm grateful for those who help me in the midst of my pain. Uh, you know, the doctors and the and the people who take care of me. And and then I trust in the sovereignty of God. I know I'm living in a broken, screwed up world because of sin. And I know that I'm going to decay and die. Every one of us says uh, that's, you know, there's something more certain than taxes. And that's we have an expiration date. But that's why we put our hope in the Lord, his sovereign uh, oversight over our lives. He he counts our days and then uh, he offers us eternal life through Jesus Christ. And uh, that's that's our hope. And that's a blessed hope, because as your body is decaying and you're getting older, you know, you have your best days are still ahead of you. And when I think of, you know, the loss of a child, that calling of uh, the better days are still ahead of you, too. There will be a time when we are back together again. And um, and you have that hope, you know, that that uh, those without faith don't have. Um, we're talking with the chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. He's got a new op-ed out, Counting Our Blessings Cultivates a Grateful Heart. It's in Christian Headlines, a web site aggregator of the Salem Web Network. So it's going to be all over Salem. Great reflection this Thanksgiving Day. When we come back, I'm going to ask him about these tips. He's got three great tips to kind of cultivate a heart of thankfulness this Thanksgiving. You're not going to want to miss uh, these details. This is a great little practice for you to be able to dive into um, this upcoming Thanksgiving. Friends, I got to tell you, many of you may be in this position. You're looking at a new chapter in your life, whether it's for your children or grandchildren or yourself. You got to check out Colorado Christian University, ccu.edu, this remarkable school tucked away in the suburbs of Denver, Colorado. It's one of the most conservative universities in America, top 10 most conservative schools in America, that takes very seriously the training of the next generation of Christians in business, in ministry, in psychology, in education in engineering, in the arts, in politics. It's training the next generation to embrace their Christian values, to practice their skills well, and to be able to have a liberal arts education, which means they're studying great thinkers. They're studying literature and history and sciences and theology. And so they're getting this great foundation and then they're getting the skill sets and the values that's going to launch them into this world. It is so exciting, friends, to be on the campus of Colorado Christian University and watch this. And if you're an adult learner, by the way, all of these degrees available online. So if you're like me and you've got kids and a career and hobbies and you're very busy, but you want to study to be able to equip yourself and open that next chapter of your life this is where it all happens. By the way, Centennial Institute housed there. So you have all this fun activity and the Lee Strobel Center for Apologetics. It's, it is truly amazing. If CCU can be helpful for you, go to ccu.edu. If none of that applies to you and you want to support CCU, your year and gift can really help us. So visit ccu.edu to be a part of the work of Colorado Christian University. We'll continue our conversation with Chancellor Sweeting when we return 
after these messages.